Nothing on the Bonnell Foundation's Living with Cystic Fibrosis podcast should be considered medical advice. Medical advice can only come from your CF physician. Cystic fibrosis can be a devastating diagnosis, but living with the disease can bring positivity and a new appreciation for each day. From the Bonnell Foundation in Detroit, Michigan, it's the Living with Cystic Fibrosis podcast, sponsored by Beatrice, Genentech, and Vertex. Here's your host, Laura Bonnell. For those of you who don't know, HealthWell is a foundation that helps 90 different disease groups getting funding for what is not covered by insurance. The Bonnell Foundation will refer people to HealthWell when the financial needs are greater than we can give or if we don't cover a certain request for the funds. Approximately 40 to 45% of the CF community is helped by HealthWell. HealthWell pays about $25 million each year for CF co-payments and therapeutics. But that could change because of the lack of funding from their corporate sponsors. HealthWell sent out a letter that says that they will have to close their CF treatment fund to new and re-enrolling patients, but the CF vitamin and supplement fund will remain open. And to explain more and answer questions will be Alan Klein with HealthWell. He is the Chief Development Officer of HealthWell and will spell it all out for us. Thanks for joining us on this podcast because it's really important and a lot of people are alarmed after seeing the letter about the fact that it looks like you, you know, won't be able to do this for the CF therapeutics. Um, so why don't you explain to us, Alan, and again, welcome about, you know, what this means to the CF community. Yes, absolutely. Healthwell has always been a huge supporter of the CF community. We have had a fund open uh, for assisting patients with their financial needs for their medications and for their vitamins and supplements since October 2015. And since then, we've actually separated the fund out separately. So we have one fund that helps patients with their therapeutics for cystic fibrosis, and that's for out-of-pocket copay obligations that they have. And one fund that helps them with their out-of-pocket copay obligations for vitamins and supplements. Both have been open uh, since the fund inception in October 2015, when they were a combined fund, and now they are standalone funds. Uh, but because of the popularity of both funds, uh, we're actually uh, seeing an increased need from patients. And this year, unfortunately, I think our donations have not matched the patient need for the very first time. Uh, and we're really uh, subserving it to the amount of donations that we get. All of the donations that we get are earmarked for a specific fund that we get from the uh, manufacturers out there and corporate uh, donors out there. They can pick and choose which fund that they donate to. So we don't do that on our own. Uh, we actually let the donors pick and choose which disease area that they have uh, interest in. And in this particular case, uh, we only have enough funding for the Cystic Fibrosis Therapeutics Fund to last really toward the end of this particular week. I think August 10th was the last update. And then that would be, if we didn't get another donation, that would be the first time since the fund opening in October of 2015, uh, where that fund would actually close to new or re-enrolling patients. And you're talking millions of dollars. This is what, you, did you say, about $25 million? 
Exactly right. We need about $25 million a year to keep that fund open to all of our applicants. Currently, between both of our funds, either on the therapeutic side or on the vitamins and supplement side or both, we have over 40% of the United States cystic fibrosis population in either or both of those funds. So it is a very high uh, profile fund within the community. We uh, work very closely with the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation to uh, do the best that we can to uh, help alleviate patient out-of-pocket needs. They've been a huge supporter of ours and we're a huge supporter of theirs. But that being said, yeah, that will be a seismic, unfortunate uh, situation for the community if this fund does end up closing on Thursday. It's really worrisome. And why do you think, um, I don't know if it's the same thing we're seeing, there are less funders now or things have just changed a little bit. I don't know if corporations and companies and people are worried about the future of the economy, if that's it. But I mean, we've seen a decrease in funding. You have. What do you think it is? So we haven't seen an overall decrease in funding per se. In fact, our overall funding, thankfully, happens to be up for the foundation as a whole. So while the donations for this particular fund have remained pretty constant, the need just has gone up. So that is because of pricing of the drugs as well as a lot more new patients finding health well and its resources. So between those two things, we need the donations to kind of meet the increased need for the patient community. And so therefore, I think while the donations have been either pretty steady or slightly increased, they have not kept pace with the patient demand. That's a interesting and difficult place to be because I'm just thinking about this as you said it, but so you're seeing an increase, but your donations really aren't down. We've seen a decrease in nonprofit donations with some other CF organizations also, but the need has increased. It's doubled. We're halfway through the year and we are where we usually are with giving by December. So we're seeing so much need and we have fewer funds, so it's scary. And the CF population that relies on HealthWell and we have sent people there, you know, when either they needed more than we could give or it was a different ask than we were giving. So it's really scary for this population. I've already talked to some CF people who are like, oh my gosh, without HealthWell, what am I going to do? So what kind of is the thought of health well? Because you have two things to worry about, the patient and that you want more corporate giving. Yeah, so I think um, the CF space has changed dramatically since we opened the fund. And I think it's due to the success of the drugs out there that patients are living longer and are being able to have lives that are you know, meeting the expectations that they would want from being on successful therapy. So with that, the need is going to go up because now it is more of a chronic disease instead of a life sentence uh, that it was 10 years ago or so before these new therapies came out. So I think the manufacturer donors have to recognize that it is a changing dynamic because the drugs are successful at the end of the day. So with that success comes additional 
uh, need an additional obligation to uh, allow patients to stay on their regimen as prescribed by their physician. They are not cheap by any means. So while there was a lot of uh, research and development and costs that associated with that, the overall pricing to patients continues to be uh, pretty substantial. So the out-of-pocket need certainly is something that has not gone down and in fact has gone up. So yes, we were definitely aware of that. Uh, we're doing everything that we can. Uh, certainly my job on a day-to-day -day basis is to outreach to any corporate donor who is out there who may have an interest in the space. We do have multiple donors that help us out in the CF fund on an annual basis. We have as many as four. So that, that is uh, pretty substantial. But that being said, I think we always ask for what we know what, that we're going to need in order to keep the fund open. We just haven't received it thus far this year as of yet. So does this mean people who rely on it are now going to have to find other means until you hopefully get more donors? Or what does it mean right now? So people that are in the fund that have a current grant for at HealthWell, that grant is good for 12 months. So the issue comes up if the grant is expiring, say in the later August or September, and they want to renew, or if they're a new patient with a newly diagnosed disease, they won't have the option to continue. Uh, that is absolutely devastating for them and is heartbreaking for us. Uh, so. The people that have grants that uh, have expiration dates in the future, they will not be affected. It's the ones that are, are unfortunately timed to come off their grants or have been newly diagnosed or have just found health well for the first time. Those are the ones that are unfortunately going to be fully impacted, uh, at least until we get another donation. In. So can you explain how the grants work? Um, what happens when somebody chooses HealthWell before this, you know, situation came up. So how much was a grant and how long did they, and do they last? Yeah. So the grants are basically up to the needed amount for each patient with a capped amount, I believe at $15,000 per patient. So if they need that much, that money is there for them. The average patient doesn't need that much. We know what the average patient needs. We monitor that on a routine basis. And we actually hold the amount of money that an average patient needs, knowing that some patients will fall above and some will fall below. Uh, but that being said, it is still in the multiple thousands of dollars that an average patient needs. So it is not unsubstantial at all. It is a very easy process to apply. Really, three questions have to be asked and answered. Uh, are you diagnosed with cystic fibrosis and taking something that is either FDA approved or compendia listed? Do you have some form of insurance that will pay first? Uh, so we help the underinsured. Uh, and number three, do you meet the income threshold? That is usually plus 400% uh, of the federal poverty level adjusted for household size and geography. So if you're in the four to 500% or less range for a certain funded health well, you'll also qualify and all of that is done uh, and it takes about five to eight minutes to apply either online or over the phone and it's done in real time. So by the time you hang up or by the time you uh, log off, if you apply online, you'll know whether you have received a preliminary grant approval from HealthWell. And so the people that apply do have to say 
their income. The people basically are going to be asked for their name, their address, and their social security number. Okay. And we work with a vendor who does a soft credit check. It's one of the three uh, credit check bureaus that are out there. And so with that information, they'll be able to estimate household income and revert that information back to us in real time. Once we have all of that information, generally 98% of applicants to health well funds get a yes from us. And the other 2% are usually either over income or applied for something for which we don't have an open fund. Okay. And I know you explained it, but is it like uh, if you make 20000 or less a year or is it not that specific? It's four to 500% of the federal poverty level. Okay. So, and you have to adjust it for your household. So if you're a family of, and geographic location. So if you're a family of 10 living in Manhattan, you're going to have a much larger cap on your income than if you're a single person living in kind of a cheaper area to live in the United States. So all that is taken into consideration and adjusted, and all those numbers that are used are based on government figures. We don't make that up ourselves. So we just apply that to uh, that person's uh, address and household size. And once we get the soft credit check estimation from our vendor partner who does that for us, uh, we see if it's within the threshold. And if it is, great, they're in. And if it's not, they have the ability to apply and give us additional documentation that might show that they do meet the threshold. But the estimation that the Credit Check Bureau does is in real time. So we actually get that information straight away. Wonderful. Thanks for explaining that. Um, I appreciate it. So now people who may be just hearing about HealthWell are going to be disappointed that they can't yet apply, right? Um, if they have never applied before for your assistance. The grants, though, they can overlap. So you'll still be assisting people, even though you don't know if you're getting more corporate funding, correct? We'll be assisting people as long as they have an active grant. That money is set aside for them for 12 months once they get a grant. So we will never, ever, ever and have never closed a grant for somebody that has it. Once you have it, you know it's good for 12 months. Uh, so if we do run out of cash, it's only running out of cash for new applicants or re-enrolling applicants. Anybody that has a current grant is completely unaffected until their grant runs out. That let is guaranteed to them. Thank you. Thanks for reiterating that. And what do you anticipate? Do you have any idea if next week someone is going to, you know, put the money down that you need because you've never been in this situation with your CF funding. So how do you know how to navigate this? Um, and I know, I'm sure you'll let us know when and hopefully if things change, but kind of how do you navigate this situation now? Well, so we make sure we communicate to all the stakeholders out there where we are at. So nobody is completely caught off guard. And then we basically put a full court press uh, once again on any potential donor. You know, we are so appreciative of what they've done in the past. I, you know, hopefully their intent is to make sure that patients don't go without therapy because they can't afford it. And that that's just not acceptable for us or for anybody who is part of the U.S. healthcare system, in my opinion, and in HealthWell's opinion. Hopefully they'll hear uh, you know, the bat signal being shined in the sky there and come through with some last minute funding 
uh, but it is something where uh, we've never been this close to having to close the fund to new or re-enrolling applicants. So being uh, three days away is certainly very unsettling for everybody. It really is. I mean, what should the Bonnell Foundation tell people when they ask us? Give them, if they've already applied, then they're set. I mean, if they've already received it, like you've said a couple times already, they're all set. It's really just people who want to get a new grant and get that funding. So it just, um, they'll be reaching out to foundations, smaller foundations like mine and others, which is a little bit stressful because we want to help everyone, but we've always, or I guess since 2015, you know, realized that Healthwell was there so we could refer people to you and get further assistance for people. So it's a huge loss. And I really hope the corporate donations make it through to you. I, I do as well. I'm confident that if the fund closes, it won't be closed for anything that is, uh, I, I wouldn't say, per, I would say it's not gonna be permanently closed. My, my guess is there are a lot of donors who give toward the end of the year. Uh, so I'm hopeful that if it does close, it'll be for, you know, it's unfortunate, but it would still be for just a period of weeks or months, not, you know, many quarters. Uh, I'm still hopeful that that won't be the case, but I would think if you're asking me right now from a worst case scenario, that would be it where the fund would be closed for maybe three or four months uh, before it reopens. But I, I'm hopeful that's not the case. There are so many people who are in the community that we've got to know and love that are dependent on our funds to help them uh, and help their constituents make it through. Uh, we do not want anybody to have to choose between taking their CF therapy and paying for their rent or their food or for any other necessity. Uh, that would be heartbreaking. Uh, so anything that we can do to be helpful to anybody we're happy to do. I encourage any stakeholder to sign up for what we call real-time fund alerts. It gives you a heads up as a stakeholder as to when the fund at Healthwell opens or closes. Uh, and you, you can sign up to either receive an email alert or a, an SMS text alert. So if that fund does close, rather than having to click refresh every day or every hour on our website, you would actually get a notification as soon as the fund opens. Uh, so everybody who signs up for it gets it at the same time. That is something that you can sign up for if you go to the Healthwell Foundation website and look for real-time fund alerts. And you can pick and choose which fund that you are interested in receiving information on. And that it'll be limited to just that particular fund or funds that you select. Uh, so if it does unfortunately close, that would be my next recommendation. So everybody can kind of stay tuned and be alerted as soon as that fund reopens. You know, you've talked about this, but I also wonder, so the corporate funders who've already given money to you, whatever their, maybe it's their threshold, they, one gives 2 million, one gives 10 million, is this a case where because the need continues to grow, you need more corporate funders because the funders you have now are, can only give a certain amount and now you need additional new funders? 
I mean, I would think that's always the case because you always want new, I always want new funders. It's certainly always the case that, and always healthy to have more funders. We have, we have a good number of funders now, could always use more. There's certainly many more funders uh, or potential funders in the space who are invested in the CF community because they have products on the market who haven't yet donated to HealthWell, who should very well consider a donation to HealthWell. Uh, we have several funders who have given uh, every year or, or multiple times every year over the course of the last seven or eight years. And we're, we're certainly grateful to them. Uh, it's just a growing space. So we're either going to need more funders, the cry funders to give even more or a combination of the two. And that's the only way to keep the fund open throughout the calendar year right now. Uh, when we first launched this fund, used somewhere between 12 and $15 million was needed uh, to keep the fund open. And now we're up to 25 million or even more, depending upon how the year runs. So that is a, a pretty good increase. Uh, and with that, we need additional funding for sure. Maybe the Powerball winnings <laughs> should be split amongst all of us, not all the nonprofits. Wouldn't that be incredible if we could all get, you know, money from that? Uh, we'd be eternally grateful to whoever won for their nice and uh, give back uh, for many winnings there for sure. Absolutely. Right. I keep posting that. But so far, the millions have not landed in the Bonnell Foundation account. But here's hoping and for yours as well. And, you know, it's interesting, you know, the new drugs have really helped the CF community, but still there is such a need. It, it's, it certainly isn't a cure. And then there's the 10% who don't benefit from modulators. And then you have people who have transplants and have so many different challenges. So, you know, things are definitely have changed for the better, but it, people are still getting sick on, you know, these CF modulators and they have created enormous hope and are definitely making people healthier for sure. But it is frustrating being in the CF community because I think maybe some people think, oh, well, there's no need. It's just a shift in what's needed, but there's still such a financial need for medications and financial assistance, right? There is still such a financial need and medications are a big part of that. But there's also, I mean, we have an extremely active vitamins and supplements fund because certainly in order for CF patients to thrive and survive, they need to take additional vitamins and supplements as well. We know that there is a medical device need for some folks, uh, and those are very expensive pieces of machinery at some point. So in the future, we'd also love to open up a uh, CF medical devices fund as well to help folks with that. So we're looking to expand, but of course, all the good ideas that we have are going to be at the mercy of the donations that we're able to achieve uh, on our behalf uh, for CF patients. So... Rest assured that we are committed to the space. Uh, it, it is an extremely important relationship that we have with the CF Foundation and all the other foundations that are out there, including yours, which I, I you know I, I'm so overjoyed to hear about during our interactions. Uh, we will stay committed for sure, and your constituents should know that it is at the top of our priority list to 
try and talk to folks to increase their funding levels so patients don't have to make horrible choices. Thank you. Yeah, I think someone definitely needs to step up in, and save what HealthWell is doing because it's very needed. And I, I've just found over the years, if they can't pay their mortgage rent or car insurance, they're trying to balance it with their medication. Or if the medication cost might be lower as a copay, they still can't afford other things. So there really is a balance and grants and foundations like yours really help them balance it out so that they can, you know, really try and fund everything that they need to. Such a dilemma. Yeah, I agree. What else should people know? Or if they want more information um, in show notes is, you know, the website to healthwellfoundation.org. But what else should people know? There's a bunch of resources out there. Certainly uh, it's listed on our resource page, uh, on our fund page as well. If anybody has any questions, I would start there, Uh, especially for somebody who is newly diagnosed. It is overwhelming. There are resources and very good people out there. We're kind of a one-trick pony. We help with co-pays and out-of-pocket costs, but there are so many other resources out there for patients who have questions about everything else. So it really does take an entire community to be there for patients. And we're just honored and proud that we can do some small part to help everybody else. So they can just focus on getting better, treating themselves and living life to the fullest. Well, thank you, Alan Klein. Thank you so much. It really is your a hugely important part of our CF community. And for I think what 89 other diseases, you have 90 total, right? So correct. You're helping people all over the world. If people didn't know about you, I hope they're very aware now and that you get your money quickly <laughs> so you can continue doing what you do. Very kind of you from your lips to God's ears. So hopefully <laughs> so. Let's hope so. You guys do great work. But thank you very much and we'll stay in touch because I want to hear about how things are going so we can update, you know, all of our, our CF community. Absolutely. Look forward to staying in touch. If you're looking for a good party, an event where you can mix and mingle with kind people, join the Bonnell Foundation on Saturday, September 9th for the Night of Hope Diamonds in the Sky event. We're going to have fun and raise a lot of money for our programs. See the ticket link in show notes or on our website. We'll see you there. The original music in this podcast is performed by Kevin Allen. It's not complicated. Who happens to have cystic fibrosis. We all got our worries and fears. I know what's got you frustrated. But loving you is so all right. This has been the Living with Cystic Fibrosis podcast. For more information and to learn more about the Bonnell Foundation, visit our website at thebonnellfoundation.org. That's the B-O-N-N-E-L-L foundation.org. This podcast was sponsored by Beatrice, Genentech, and Vertex. It was produced by Jag and Detroit Podcasts. Follow our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now.